0: Hey, it's the first press Monday check-in. We'll have a chat, but not spill tea. Hey, it's the first pres Monday check-in. We got the Bible and Greg and me. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another edition of the Monday check-in. I'm Damon, and I'm Greg. We are both pastors at First Presbyterian Church of Hastings, and uh, I decided to zoom, give myself a zoom-in on. That's our dramatic camera work. That was dramatic. It was dramatic, now I felt. Now you're moving the microphone around the table. I know. because My hands don't hold still. So there you go. This is the Monday check-in. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a little preview of the scripture that we have for the upcoming Sunday. At First Prez, talk a little bit about it. Wonder what some of the themes might be. In it, ask questions of the text. Let the text perhaps ask questions of us. And then we switch gears and talk a little bit about the life of 1st Prez Hastings. And uh, I think it's my turn for the opening prayer. I think so. All right. Loving and gracious God, we thank you for the opportunity to gather. We thank you for the opportunity to study your word at the beginning of a week and to let it sit with us as we move throughout our days. We thank you for all that these words have meant to those who have come before us. May we too find meaning and inspiration for our lives. In your gracious and loving name we pray. Amen. Amen. All these words have meant for those who have come before
1: us is a fitting way to pray today because um, we're on Sunday going to be celebrating what we call All Saints Day, a celebration of uh, the saints who have come before us, uh, particularly those who have passed in the last year. And so uh, in theory, well, this is not in theory. This is the text that's assigned to All Saints Day, uh, and it does get us to focus on um, our inheritance and focus on, um, yeah, who who we are,
0: what we're a part of. So that's that's kind of where this is at. So, so this is a non-lectionary reading, kind of. Oh uh, no! Like it's not for Sunday. Well, but it is. It but is it's not. We're being. What are we going to do next week? Next week, what? Because we're celebrating All Saints Day a Sunday early. Don't tell them. Well, they got they got <laughs> Google. They can look it up.
1: I'm uh, picking up Revised Common Lectionary on my phone as we uh, record our podcast
0: because I'm
1: curious. Because
0: if we're doing this Sunday a week early, then next week we're just going to have to improvise.
1: Ooh, improvisation. I like improvisation. What do we got here? This says that... Uh, oh, All Saints Day is uh, November 1st, 2022. And then in parentheses it says... Sometimes observed on first Sunday in November,
0: mm, mm-hmm. but what
1: we're doing is observing All Saints Day on the day the Sunday closest to yeah. November first, which happens to be the last Sunday in October. so
0: next week will still be fine from a lectionary perspective so
1: next week, from a lectionary perspective, we're probably going to. Do the lectionary text from October 30th, because that's what I had initially planned. You know what it says right here, though? Mm -mm. October 30th. These are the readings, if All Saints Day is not observed on this day. So they were anticipating that we were going to be observing All Saints Day on October 30th. It's like the writers of the lectionary knew. Mm
0: -hmm. Even though it says
1: here, sometimes observed on the first Sunday of November, right here it says, if all saints not observed on this day.
0: I think that what the writers of the lectionary knew is that people are nearly impossible to organize and to get everybody to buy into a particular plan. (laughs) And so what they have... They have anticipated... We can chart whatever course we want, and people are going to do whatever they want to do anyway.
1: So they've anticipated... They've
0: they've allowed some...
1: A harpist, is what you're saying.
0: (laughs) They've allowed some flexibility, and they were wise. Is what I'm saying.
1: Wisdom, wisdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's uh, let's let's hear some of God's holy wisdom mm-hmm. now as we read the passage from Paul's letter to Ephesus.
0: <laughs> yeah. So this comes from Ephesians chapter one, verses eleven through eighteen. It reads something like this: In Christ we have also obtained an inheritance, having been destined according to the purpose of Him who accomplishes all things according to His counsel and will. Oh man! Paul's senses, so that we, who were, this is all one sentence, so that we, who were the first to set our hope on Christ, might live for the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you had heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and had believed in him, were marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. This is the pledge of our inheritance toward redemption as God's own people, to the praise of his glory. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe according to the working of his great power? That's where it ends. Greg, what do you got?
1: It's an interesting, it's the opening of Paul's letter to uh, the community in Ephesus, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So this is chapter 1, and this is verses 11 through 18. So the verses uh, 1 through 10 were probably Paul's normal salutations, and then he gets into what becomes uh, the first part of the meat of his letter, where he's talking about our inheritance and mm-hmm. uh, our destiny. And uh, and so this is one that is commonly selected for All Saints Day because I think it... it reminds us of our connection to those who have come before us. Um, to the communion of saints, if you will. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's another phrase that's been rattling around in my head a bit that's not actually directly in this but uh, feels relevant, which is the cloud of witnesses. Yeah. The great cloud of witnesses, which I think is actually from Paul's letter to the Hebrews is where we pull that uh, phrase from. But it's uh, it's just this notion that uh, believers in every time and place have had something to speak into the faith and to speak into our lives. And, and so we, uh, we acknowledge that great cloud of witnesses that has come before us. And we are all part of the communion of saints, as we call it.
0: Yeah, and Paul, it's interesting because um, Paul here is talking about an inheritance that is passed down between people who aren't related at all, right? He starts, he's in that first, in verse 11, in Christ, we have also obtained an inheritance. And he's talking about himself (laughs) and and some of his buddies, I imagine, right? Uh, So we have obtained this inheritance. We've become a part of this. Well, he was always a part of the inheritance, right? But having been destined according to the purpose of him who accomplishes all things, according to his counsel, so that we, so that me and my group, who were the first to set our hope in Christ, might live for the praise of his glory. In him, now you also.
1: Now he's talking to the church in Ephesus. Right. The next generation of the church, if you will, right? Yeah. Being passed down from generation to generation.
0: Yeah. So now you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, um, then you became a part of the inheritance as well. Um, Inheritance is an interesting thing. Um, Typically, we only receive an inheritance when the person that we receive the inheritance from has died. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um, and this, is, this inheritance, I think, is functioning slightly differently Right Than that Yes mm-hmm.
1: Well, and as you said, it's not, a, not a, a blood relation, right? Right And when we talk about the church in Ephesus being the, the second generation of the church It's not a generation of, of children that have been born And it's not even tracking over that timeline of a, of a human generation, right? This is uh, the, the birth of the church and is moving very quickly And so the next generation of the church in Ephesus is really only a few years away from the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, but it's now the second generation of the church, and this inheritance is being passed down from one believer to the next, but they're all still alive.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a living inheritance, Mm. right? Yes. Um, Which is a different... Which is just... I mean, this is how... All tradition gets passed, you know, when people gather for meals. This is how people learn to make the family chicken noodle soup. Um, This is how we sort of are kind of constantly reminding ourselves of what is important in life amongst people who claim a belief in Jesus. Um, And that we get, we're fortunate enough to get handed that. While the people who are handing it to us are still alive.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I I like that phrase that you just that you just came up with on the spot. Trade living bar. inheritance. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, as you started with, normally when we think about inheritance, sort of in legal terms, it's it's what gets passed down when the the will is read after the the death of someone. Yeah. But this living inheritance is something that is uh is passed down while they're still with us and uh, in this case it's the faith Mm -hmm. and so as as we think about celebrating All Saints Day we can think about the living inheritance that was passed down to us by those who have died in the past year but who through their life and their witness and the way that they loved us and the meals that they prepared for us or the love that they showed us Mm -hmm. or whatever that looks like uh, they passed on this legacy this inheritance and so even though they're no longer with us, their their legacy is still with us in that inheritance that they gave us while they were still here. I like that a lot. I will be riffing on a theme of living inheritance. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it reminds me also, um, I, I, my mind goes to funeral services, you know, for this service in particular, but there's um, a line in some funeral liturgies that has to this uh, asserting this belief that we are connected like we are held outside of time with all of those who have come before us in, like at the same moment like so that, it, that connection is still a living connection mm-hmm. even if that person is no longer alive and with yeah. us right and um, and also, the like the idea of a living inheritance also could imply like you you've received this and now you need to live it out. Like, right. It's it's really only a living inheritance if you do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Like it's really only then still still alive mm-hmm. if you if we who have received it then continue to live it out. Yeah. Right. Mm. Otherwise, just the recipe just gets lost to all time. And nobody knows how to make it anymore.
1: Yeah. Before you even right. said recipe, I was actually thinking specifically about a recipe. Sure. As you were talking about that. Yeah. Um, my uh, my dad was born in Casper, Wyoming, but he grew up in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my grandma, who was Nebraskan German. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, moved to Albuquerque, and she learned how to cook authentic New Mexico-style Mexican food. And so Grandma Esther has this enchilada recipe. Mm-hmm. And you don't just go buy a can of enchilada sauce from the store. You make this from scratch. You start sure. with the roux, and I mean, there's this whole process. And, um, and so... Grandma Esther's enchiladas are a really special thing, a living inheritance in in my family. And she passed that recipe down um and and now every time I have those, it's it, it is me still sharing my grandma Esther's spirit yeah. and her gift of hospitality. The the enchiladas themselves, the preparation of the sauce is a process and then the enchiladas themselves, for those of you who have never been to New Mexico, uh most enchiladas you get here in Nebraska are rolled. Mm-hmm. They put meat or cheese, and then they roll it, and they pour sauce over it. New Mexico-style enchiladas are stacked. So there's a process by which you make these things uh, in a kitchen, and it's, uh, there's just a lot of love that goes into this dish. A lot of love that goes into this dish. And um, anyways, that love is present Every time the dish is made and shared with others, and
0: um, yeah, yeah, and not only like is the love present, but if you stop making that dish, then that dish just goes away, right? Like, if so, like, if we stop living out the lessons of love or peace or generosity or kindness that we've learned from those who came before us, then those things just go away. And they and they don't exist <laughs> anymore. And right. then that living inheritance becomes a dead inheritance. Right. At that point.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that's and to some extent that's what Paul's getting at here, right? In this letter to the Ephesians. That we have obtained this inheritance. Now you have obtained this inheritance. And then in verse fifteen he talks about what that is. I've heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love toward all the saints. And for this reason, I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. And then I pray that you double down on this, right? I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him. So that you may know what is the hope to which you have been called. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints? And so, yeah, Paul is naming that, um, reminding them, of their call to live it out, and then praying that they can really, really get into it, uh, really own it. And and then, of course, I think the next step is, is pass it on, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I, I think this verse of, uh, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. I think that that is the the biggest gift of inheritance that I have received in terms of the faith that I know what the hope of the faith is because of those who came before me hmm. and, and, and showed me or, you know, taught me how to pray or, um, you know, whatever the case may be, um, the, the they explained it. Yes. Right. And sometimes, you know, in a classroom, in Sunday school, or in a sermon, or in a hymn, or whatever the case might have been, or in an academic lecture at some institutions, and sometimes just by living it. By uh, yeah, we recycle (laughs) our goods, or we we cook food for others. We when someone's in the hospital, we go and visit. We this is. This is the hope. This is how you will know the hope of the faith. This is yeah. by me or others showing it to you in some right. Way. Yeah, and then and then the hope
1: here that Paul expresses is that you then in turn will internalize it. And it will become your inheritance, which you will pass on to future generations of the faith. Whether that's your your, your literal offspring mm-hmm. or. Other saints of the faith, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, you think it'll preach? I I think I've got half a sermon written here based <laughs> upon our uh, our check-in. Thank mm-hmm. you, Damon.
0: Yeah, you just need an it's, opening and a close now.
1: It's uh it's gonna be a busy week. Interestingly enough, right before Damon and I sat down to record this, I was meeting with a family to plan a memorial service. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is going to happen on Friday. And so um, this is very fresh and very front of mind for me right now and uh, will be throughout the week as I write the sermon and prepare for All Saints Day
0: where we will be reaching
1: out. and... Mm
0: -hmm. And typically in this service we will read the names of members of the church who've died in the past year, and we also leave space for folks to honor other folks from their lives who have mm-hmm. passed away who may, maybe they weren't members of the church but they were still passing on this sort of living inheritance yeah. to them in some way and even if I, or folks who have, you know my grandmother died several years ago but uh, during the service I always light a candle for for Grandma Merle and for Grandma Helen as well but um so it's not just the, our recent losses; um, it's it's all of our all of our losses.
1: Yeah. So, it's all of our inheritance, right? Yeah. Not limited to those uh, who have left us in the past year, but yeah. so. but certainly that that's part of the focus of the service is those who have left us in the
0: past year. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else, or should we switch gears? I think I think we got it here. All right. Um. Yeah, let's switch gears. All right, fair enough. Uh, what's going on in life of the church that people should be aware of? We should probably start with this. From days of old, this thing has three different names. Well, that's because you
1: keep giving it a name that the committee's not using, and and I, I think your name is a vivid description of the event, and so I don't. Stop you from using mm-hmm. that name, but uh it does now have three names
0: yeah i've also I've been working with the congregational life Committee for th- three years to do this event uh and in three years' time, no one has ever really settled on what to call it <laughs> so here we know what it is here's my challenge to
1: you <laughs> and the congregational know life committee calling. uh Let's run a phenomenal event on November 6th that helps. Yeah. In, that in fact helps connect us to our inheritance, right? It actually is, is relevant specifically to, to this mm-hmm. passage. Um, and then let's settle on a name for it because we're going to be, I think, repeating it and, and perhaps even making it more robust the following year in 2023 in honor of our 150th anniversary of the church. So mm-hmm. that is my challenge to you. Yeah. Settle on a name.
0: So on November 6th, (laughs) we have, uh, from days of old, a Living Heritage Inheritance Dinner and program. Okay, you threw in
1: more names there that haven't been used.
0: (laughs) So at 5 o'clock in the Fellowship Hall, there will be a, a Heritage Dinner. Uh, And that dinner is uh, no cost to folks. There will be a free will collection and donation taken during the meal. And the courses for them, and they're not necessarily, I don't know if they're courses or not, the the menu items for the meal are being based off of uh, church recipes from past cookbooks, from past uh, members of the church, and... And so there will be a dinner at 5 o'clock in the Fellowship Hall, and then at 6.15 in the sanctuary, there will be a program. And the program will present different uh, vignettes from the life and history of First Prez Hastings. So uh, there will be someone portraying a couple of past pastors. There will be uh, someone giving a, a portrayal of an eyewitness account of the great fire of 1910 i believe is the year and and a couple of other vignettes from the church history uh, a, a a person could come to both of those things the dinner and the program a person could just come to the program if they wanted a person could just come to the dinner i suppose if they wanted to do that as well so
1: What we will say is that there is limited seating at the dinner based upon the capacity of our fellowship hall. Uh, There's technically limited seating for the program, but that's based upon the capacity of our sanctuary. So dinner can only hold about 100. The sanctuary can hold about 500. So... uh, we may come to a point where we have uh, all the all the dinner seats are spoken for, but we will still have space available for the program event. So uh, we will keep you updated as uh,
0: this event shapes up. Yep. Yeah. And if you think you're interested in the meal, or if a person thinks that they're interested in the meal, they should just contact the church and just ask and see what's where we are with those things. Yes. So. Yeah.
1: All right. Um, Lots of other stuff going on in the life of the church, but just a quick rundown. Uh, we are on our pretty standard worship schedule where we've got a contemplative service in the chapel at 8.30 that includes communion each week. We've got our Sunday school hour at 9.15. For all ages, including an adult ed forum uh, being taught by our scholar-in-residence, Dr. Dan Deffenbaugh, on the theme of... Salvation.
0: And universal salvation. So then I think the first... Three sessions. I got the third session posted to YouTube this morning. So the first three sessions are available. If folks, want to go back and take, that, take a look at that, and then he'll do the final session this coming Sunday. All right.
1: Uh, and then we've got our traditional worship service at 1030 in the Sanctuary, which is typically accompanied by our organ and oftentimes a choir or a bell choir. And we hope you'll join us for all of that. Um, It is fall, and so we are also currently in what we call our stewardship season. Mm -hmm. Um, This week, uh, pledge cards were sent out to every household in the church. Uh, We mailed those out, and we also, if you attended worship this Sunday, we also included one in the bulletin. Uh, And we're asking you and your family to prayerfully consider what you will pledge to give to the church uh, in 2023. Uh, so that we can build our budget accordingly. So uh, we if you received a pledge card, please get that back to the church by November 6th. There's also accompanying that, what we call a time and talent sheet, uh, where you commit to how you're going to spend your time and your talent in 2023 in the work of hope that is being done at First Presbyterian Church of Hastings. So please, please get those back to us so we can uh, plan accordingly. Is that it? Well, we've got an Advent devotional coming up,
0: and I think you had a. a we do. What, yeah. What did you want to tell them about that? I don't really know. I just, it's coming up, it's on there. Uh, so we will, but it seems so far away <laughs> to talk about it, but it's not that far away. I think there's like three Sundays between now and when we start decorating for Advent. It's true. Um, so, we're going to do another Advent devotional this year, and that Advent devotional is composed in large part by um, with prayers written by members of First Pres Hastings, and I've been reaching out to folks, I've got a lot of folks that have said, yes, I'm going to write a prayer, I want to do that, I'm happy to do that, and I've got a few open spots for prayers, So, and that's kind of intentional, so if there's anybody watching this, listening to this, who would like to write a very short, uh, there's a word limit, actually, and the word limit is 125 words, which is not that many words. You can do it. You can you can write a prayer. You can do it. Um, don't be scared of it. So if you would like to write a prayer, you think, oh, I might want to try that out. Uh, contact the church. Let me know, and I'll get you some more information for that.
1: Yeah. Other than that, I think, uh, I think most folks know that our youth group has moved to Sunday nights, and that seems to be going pretty well, uh, so Our as well as our youth choir and youth bell choirs are meeting on Sunday nights too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think we've covered all the news that's fit to speak into a microphone on a Monday afternoon.
0: All the muck that's fit to rake.
1: Indeed. Is that's it afternoon yet?
0: No. It's very close. Oh, um,
1: one minute shy I right said Monday afternoon. By the time people are listening to this,
0: it's at least it will Monday be afternoon. after Monday afternoon. Yeah. I mean, it certainly has been Monday afternoon in the past. And what is time, anyway? It's an inheritance. <laughs> there you go. Let's pray. <laughs>
1: we'll close our time with prayer. Gracious and loving God, thank you for this opportunity to gather and reflect on your holy word and what it means for us. We thank you for Paul's letter and his words to the Ephesians and the reminder that they have received an inheritance. Uh, May we recognize that inheritance has been passed down through the ages and lands uh, in our laps. Uh, God, give us courage to respond to that and to be bearers of that inheritance in the world so that it too can be passed on to the next generation of saints, and uh, so that we can continue to honor the great cloud of witnesses that has come before us, that has given us that inheritance today. We ask all this in the name of your Son, Jesus.
0: Amen. Amen. Well then, with all those things said and done, until next time, toodaloo.